We know a lot about what this football team has done this offseason to improve. What we don't know, what we can't know yet, is if it'll click at all. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. We are now two, count them, two weeks away from training camp opening up at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. And I can tell you unequivocally that if you think you're excited about it, or if you think I'm excited about it, imagine how the coaches feel. The coaches would want nothing more. And I don't think any of them would even apologize for sharing this sentiment than to have the football players around pretty much 365 days a year. Part of that is so that they can be under all coaches' continual watch and tutelage and to help keep making them better. That's just how coaches think. Every day, every hour within the day that a player is there in the facility is another opportunity to make that player a little bit better. But the other thing that happens is that the football players are around each other. And football players, maybe more than in any sport, really, really, really need to be around each other and to get to know each other and to trust each other in order to become the best versions of themselves. Now, I raised this subject with several of the Steelers players, principally the newcomers, back during OTAs and minicamp. And more often than not, the way I would word it is, how much will any of these additions mean if you don't get it all together? One of those new additions, and among the most expensive, was James Daniels, who's going to be your starting right guard coming over from the Bears in free agency. And here's that portion of our exchange. What is it going to take for this offensive line to become a unit? We can talk about all the additions, including yourself and everything, but none of it's going to matter if you don't, you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, it's true. We just have to play together and like being, all of us being here during OTAs, that's just a part of us being together and like during the season, just communicating, just playing together. And I mean, it's kind of hard at first, but mm -hmm. once we build like that camaraderie and we're all out there, that can really help us become a great offensive line. How much of that is on you? I mean, I, you know, you're not exactly an old guy, but at the same time, look at look at who's around you. Right, right. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. It's, I mean, it's on, I feel like we all have, like we all own 20, I mean, five of us, we all own 20% of mm -hmm. making us together. And like, that's like, hey, like, me texting a group, hey, do you guys want to go see a movie? Or Mason saying, hey, come over to my house for dinner, things like that. And I feel are like, you that guy? Yeah, yeah, we all are. We all <laughs> okay. are. Yeah. And so far, like it's been, it's been great. And so, I mean, it's been really good. Everyone's been doing a really good job for us to get together outside the building and help us build that camaraderie there. Pretty good, huh? Other players brought up similar sentiments. Dan Moore had one of the most interesting when he told me about how. Being around other players allows you to become more comfortable with making them accountable. And I was like, my response, my eyebrows go up. This is a second-year player, fourth-round pick, right? And I know he started and ended up earning those starts that he got. But I also know that he's a second-year player, right? And he said, it doesn't really matter. 
we need to get to know each other, trust each other, regardless of our age. And if I see you walking in to the practice facility and I'm watching you even through the parking lot and I see some body language that I don't like, and later on when we're doing drills and I see you mess up, I'm going to say to you, dude, what's going on? What's going on? Because I, I watched you coming in here earlier today and there's something that's off. And I want them to be able to do that to me too. This is all stuff you don't get to see, hear, or read generally as it relates to these players. What you see is it's Sunday, 1.02 p.m. There's a football that flies in the air and we kind of think of them as almost fantasy football objects. Oh, here, got this guy. He's going to be really good, so they're going to be a good team. And they replaced this guy with that guy, so that position's immediately going to be better. We don't know that. We don't know that. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. The easy position to discuss whenever you're having this particular conversation is the offensive line. There's so much gelling. In fact, you hear the word gel more as it relates to a football offensive line than you do in any other walk of life. Well, we're starting to gel now. We're gelling. We're really gelling. But it applies across the board. Every position is a little bit different, but I'm going to throw another one at you. How about inside linebacker? How about Devin Bush having Miles Jack next to him? How about that? How about him having someone else who can play the position in a similar way to Bush, meaning Bush back when he was a rookie and before the knee injury, and he learns to feed off of Jack's play and his own coverage assignments and his own uh, pickups on the run and the gaps. What if Devin trusts him? And what if Devin didn't necessarily have that last year in Robert Spillane, who's a completely different type of linebacker, or Joe Schobert, who was just awful? I am not one to make excuses for Bush. I've been really rough on him, but I feel it's at least fair to weigh the possibility that he wasn't surrounded by what he needed to be surrounded by, on top of, of course, the lingering concerns with the knee and everything else. This stuff, the chemistry stuff, it matters. And it matters more than just, hey, here's a guy next to you who's really hyped up and he's going to get you hyped up as well. It's not generally speaking about being hyped up. These are elite professional athletes. They don't need a whole lot of motivation inside or outside. It's way, way, way more to go back to what Moore was telling me about accountability, about making sure that they're making sure that the guy next to them is as ready and as sharp as they can be for a specific thing that they might need to be focusing on that Sunday against that opponent. Do you hear what I'm saying here? This is this is a lot more about football than it is about rah-rah. And it's also the one thing that I can't predict, that nobody can predict with any semblance of accuracy in advance. We just can't. I don't think the players themselves can do it. How would they react? How will they react, for example, 
if they were to lose by 30 at Paul Brown Stadium in the opener? How would they bounce back? For that matter, how would they respond if they were to win by 30 at Paul Brown Stadium? Would they be all full of themselves? Would they start getting away from some of the good habits they'd have hopefully formed at St. Vincent? You see what I'm saying here? You don't know. You don't know how they'll respond mentally as a collective. That has to be played out, and that's one of a zillion reasons that everyone involved wishes camp was going on right now. When we come back, J1Q. time for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbage kelly and george lgkg they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at lgkg have been designated super lawyers capital s capital l for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top five percent of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from TM who asks, the Steelers were 23rd in DVOA last year with an estimated Pythagorean win total of 7.0. And a lot of close games went their way. And I know they had injuries, everyone did, So how much have the Steelers really improved versus last year, and how many of those close games that they won could go the other way this year? Seven wins seems like a realistic outcome. And before I get to TM's answer, a couple of background things. First of all, the last episode of Daily Shot of Steelers, I took umbrage with this 7.5 wins figure that's still sitting there in the Vegas books. That's the over-under figure that everyone's free to bet right now. I have a really hard time digesting that a team that went 9-7-1 and one and easily should have gotten that 10th win against Detroit is going to take a step backward when it would appear that all facets of their operation have been upgraded. At least that's how it appears. And to further clarify TM's question, DVOA is a metric that's used on a terrific website called Football Outsiders that I can't recommend strongly enough. It stands for Defense Adjusted Value Over Average. It measures a team's efficiency by comparing success on every single play to a league average based on situation and opponent. I'm reading right off the screen here. If you can't tell, that's what they say about it. Basically, what DVOA is, for those of you who follow baseball analytics, it's WAR which is wins above replacement. It's a catch-all stat. And it is probably the most accepted metric in terms of judging the quality of a football team independent of outcomes, meaning wins and losses. Wins and losses can sometimes just be plain old luck. They don't tell you how much better one football team is than the other. So TM's broader point is fair. The Steelers should have been a seven-win team based on their overall quality, according to that metric, and probably according to our own eyes. Uh, The number that I keep bringing up here, and I can't escape it, 
is that out of the Steelers' nine wins, seven of them were on Ben Roethlisberger fourth quarter comebacks. That, of course, was Ben's calling card throughout his magnificent career. He was the guy who you'd always, always trust to get you that last drive. And as maddening as the Steelers' offense was in 2021, the only time you ever felt good about it was if it was the last or the second-to-last drive because you knew that was going to be a chance for Ben to be Ben. So, yeah, if you take away... uh, I, I mean, I don't like to do that, but if you take away fourth-quarter comebacks, you're going to see a pretty ordinary football team. At the same time, Ben was part of that football team. A big, big part. So it's hard, even mathematically, to remove him from it. Now, of course, you don't need math to do that. He's actually removed. He's gone. Now, Mitch Trubisky has had a few of his own comebacks over the years in Chicago. He's obviously not been in that regard. And here again, we just don't know how it'll come together. We can speculate on this player and that player, if Deontay Johnson does this, this, and this, then he'll be that. If Chase Claypool were to lift up his game to a level that we would expect from him and have expected from him since he was drafted, well, then he will do this, this, and this. We don't know. We don't know how any of this will come together. There is something. Wow, you want to talk about uh, gelling and camaraderie and stuff like that. There's very much something to be said for that in those fourth quarter in stadium, to borrow Mike Tomlin's term, situations. There's something that has to happen there in the intangible sense, and we just don't know that right now. We can't know it from talking to people as I have, and we can't know it from putting together numbers like the ones you just described, TM. We just need actual football, you know? I appreciate the outstanding question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 